The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Hello, welcome to another episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Nick Callum and Riley joining you once again. Uh, sorry about last week, boys. Bit of a, a thing came up, but I do want to uh, thank Harry for joining us on the potty last week. He did, a, he did a good job. Nick, hope you wrote down some notes, mate. Yeah, you know, at least I'm here every week. <laughs> oh, come on. We all have things pop up. Full-time job, mate. That's what it's called. Uh, let's talk about week two preseason challenge trials, shall we? And the first game we're going to dive deep into is the Knights v. Eels. Cal, Lachlan, Miller, 36 points. What's going on? Um, yeah, look, his first half, they were good. Um, he ended up on 23 points. Ended up with, like you said, 36 for the game. Looked a right attack and a defense. Um, I'd say out of the spine, which we'll discuss uh, as the next couple of players, he's probably the best option um, at the Knights at the moment. So, looked all right. I've still got him in my team, still planning on having him at this point unless something happens with injuries. But at the moment, I still think he's safe option. Uh, Nick, let's talk about Kalen Ponga. Do we really want to? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, keen to have a look at Kalen Ponga on the weekend and uh, did not produce the goods at all. Um. Yeah, so only scoring 14 points is a bit, I don't know how you're going there. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was his first game and he's coming back from, uh, he had a calf injury. So I know Callum's put here no go, but no I, don't, go. I, I don't think it's a complete no go, but it's, um, yeah. So well, the, the only upside is draw really, isn't it? Well, yeah. So Kalen, so he's so Ponga scored fourteen in what one half? Yeah. So that's twenty eight points, and if that's and that's his first game, so you know maybe you can expect him to get that, you know, as his lowest score, and hopefully bump up to the forty points. But I think at his price, he really needs to be pushing towards forty five and fifty. So I might be a little bit, he might be a little bit short of that. Um, but yeah, so he's out of my team at the moment, Kalen. All right. Jackson Hastings, Cal. Yeah. The other bloke who we're keen to watch, really, from the Knights. Um, look, he, he did what we were expecting him to do, did most of the kicking uh, throughout mm. the game. Um, Ponga did a little bit, but not as much as what Hastings did. He was the goal kicker as well, which a lot of people were hoping to see. But he only managed 18 points from his first half and um, 28 pretty much or 29 altogether from roughly uh, 60 minutes in that game. So not the greatest. I think his break even in the mid, mid four is like 45 ish mm. uh, from memory. So hasn't reached that. Obviously it's the first game with the spine coming together, but we'll just have to wait and see how he goes at the moment. I will say that he's probably someone to leave out, even though I was high on him before the trials. Um, but yeah, just probably wait to see how he goes. It's a bit of a risk. If you do want to take it though, Go for it. <laughs> uh, Nick, Sean Russell had a good game. Yeah, I mean, 59 points with uh, two tries is pretty good. It looks like he he can cross over quite often. Um, yeah, so he's 319K. 
I know we'll discuss later with the listener questions that we're doing at the end. I don't think we mentioned that, but we're doing listener questions at the end. Um, and there's a lot of questions around our wing fullbacks mm. in that. Um, yeah, Sean Russell could be, a, could be a decent option there. Parramatta are looking pretty good. They look pretty slick against the Knights. Um, yeah, and he, he seems to be quite involved. Um, I can see him probably getting, you know, over 30 points regularly every week, even if he doesn't score. Um, so at his price, it's probably someone you could you can stick in your team. Um, I'll I'm, I'll be trying to put him in my team for sure, probably. Yep. Excellent. Cal, uh, Matt Dory, mate. Yeah, he um, had a decent game, um, scored a try, which was nice. Uh, he got a little bit of an ankle injury, injury though, um, in the second half. It was just like ankle on ankle with another opposition player. So bit of a um, at, yeah, at that point, he had 30 points, went back down to 29 once they... Had a look at all the stats again after the game, but that was from about 43 minutes. So, right. you know, that try in there is a little bit um, of an influence with the higher points, but with him being only 250K, then I think he's still 100% uh, someone to have in your team, especially uh, with Sean Lane, who we'll mention um, after the next bloke, being, um, well, pick, picking up an injury from that game. So there's definitely edge spots to fill uh, for the Eels, and if he's named round one, then definitely he's a goer. Sweet. Nick, Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah, so he should be in everyone's team, in my opinion. So especially with Madison out for the first three weeks, Sean Lane's injured. Um, Yeah, Jermaine Hopgood should be in everyone's team. He's scoring a point a minute. Looks like he'll probably play like 60 minutes. So that's nearly 60 points. Um, Pretty much not much to say there. He's going to get mid and edge dual. Um. It's going to make you yeah, 150K, 200K probably quite easily in the first four or five weeks of the competition. So, yeah, put him in. And, Cal, finishing off that game, mate, Sean Lane, what happened? Yeah, um, picked up an early injury in that game. Uh, only managed five points before that. So, reports on Saturday after that game uh, confirmed that he suffered a fractured jaw. So, there's no time frame that the Eels have released as of yet, but there will be updates uh, that you can keep an eye on if you don't hear it from us first on NRL.com and also the Casualty Ward. So just keep an eye out for Sean Lane because that'll obviously impact the Eels team dramatically and our fantasy sides. All right, let's move on to the next game from last week was the Roosters v Manly. And uh, Nick, Brandon Smith, he's looking pretty good in his new colours. Yeah, he um, he looked one of the Roosters' probably better players in this game. So... Yeah, he's nearly in 50% of teams. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, you have to have him in your team as hooker and mid cover. Um, I've got him starting in my hooker spot at the moment, which I don't love, but, I mean, it's probably fine to start with. Um, yeah, he, he looks like easily making you some cash, and, yeah, you just got to go with the pack here. And, yeah, he's in a good team. So a lot of try and try assists coming for him, I think. Hopefully I get his name right. Probably won't, knowing my history in this podcast. Cal Joseph Swali'i. Hey. Yes. Um yes, you got it. Um played oh, roughly. Oh, oh, <laughs> well Let's go. Um played roughly 20 minutes uh before suffering from a HIA. So he didn't return after that point. Um, but look, before his HIA, he was very quiet. 
looked a bit shaky in defense, wasn't really comfortable in that center position. Obviously, he's changed from winger to center. Mm. Um, a lot of us were keen on him. Uh, but after that game, I don't think you can start with Suwali'i now. It's a bit of a risk. All right. Uh, Cal, let's stick with you, mate. Egan Butcher, he looked good. Yeah, looked really good. Um, solid in defense and in attack. Um, look, had some nice runs and had a... um. Well, ran some nice lines as well, but I've been um, considering Egan for my team as a little bit of a pod. Uh, the only concern with Egan um, is whether Angus Crichton, who's out at the moment, uh, whether he'll be back for round one. We're not sure what's okay. going to be happening with Angus uh, Crichton, but if if he's not, Egan will probably get that edge spot. And even if Angus is back, um, there's reports Egan might be in front of Nat. So we might just have to wait and see. How what did the whole uh, situation is there? How did that go, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a concern. Well, not a concern. It's just as Callum's saying, he's heard that Egan Butcher might uh, get a start in front of Nat if Angus is back. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. Um, but I mean, I can sort of see that happening. I I think. Egan might start and then that might come on, you know, and then play the rest of the game out. That's probably more likely than the other way around. Like, I, I don't see Egan coming on and then maybe playing the whole game out or something like that. And then that coming off after 20 minutes doesn't really make any sense. So, yeah, if that's the case, then Nat Butcher, you probably stay away from him. He's 691K. Um, yeah, there's probably not a lot of value in starting with him, um, just with the uncertainty around this this uh, makeup of their forwards. Um, yeah, you'd probably just look for some other options around that price. There's plenty plenty around that price yep. to go for instead of Nat. But yeah, he's solid, solid. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Weeks, Callum. Yeah, Is Kyle. Kyo? Like the subscription? No, almost, Kyo. Kyo Weeks. Kyo Weeks, there you go. Yeah. So look, he had a ripper of a game, 64 points. He was up there probably best on ground, in my opinion. Um, looked busy, supported well in attack, popped up when he was needed, like all good fullbacks do. Mm. Um, ended the game with three try assists, so heavily involved with attacking stats at 64 points. Uh, five tackle bust to go with that and also the one line break. So um, he's got the half winger fullback duel, 250K. If he gets a go, it'll be very nice, but most likely he won't. He Actually, he might be there round one. Um playing in the halves, but we'll we'll talk about that. Yep. Uh Nick Olakawatu, fifty six points. That's quite good. That's quite good. Stick him in, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he is um yeah, he's quite a good player, Hamale Olakawatu, and he and he showed that on the weekend. Um does rely on the attacking stats though to sort of to bump up his score, which is fine. Um but yeah, I was just checking out his price here, Callum. Seven hundred thirty-one k. Oh, he yeah, really looked up. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, seven thirty-one. I mean, yeah, Edge is probably something that I have been staying away from the higher guns because there's so many mid-range and cheapy edges going around that you can just start with them, mm. and uh, the middle position is actually the one with that's lacking in uh, mid-range and cheapy options at the moment. So that's why I haven't really looked into edges. But, I mean, I can see Hamale Olakowatu being like a top 
probably two or three edge at the end of the season. So, you know, you could always just start with him and, and keep him all the way through. Obviously, he's not going to play Origin. Um, the bad thing about starting with him, obviously, is around two by. So um, you could just see how he goes in round one and maybe try and pick him up after their buy, maybe an early pickup while he's yeah, still yeah. underpriced, maybe. We'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted throughout the uh, throughout the podcast season. Cal, Kel Matuilagi, you played well? Yeah, 53 points, mate. Uh, that's from a bit, roughly about 60 minutes. Um, yeah. Scored a try, set another one up. Um, heavily involved, though, that 53 with those attacking points. Um, I think he'll be better than what he was last year. Obviously, we had him in our teams, or most of us had him in our teams last year as a bit, little bit of a cash cow at the West Tigers. Uh, but this year... I think he's around the 500k price, so a little bit awkward. And there's some other blokes who are a little bit cheaper, probably offer a slightly more value than him. Yep. Uh, that, they're probably safer options. But Kelma, not the worst option, but I probably would avoid to start off with, especially with the buy round two. And Cal, what about uh, Sean Cappy, mate? How did he play? Yeah, started lock. Um, played around 50 minutes, mate. So 28 points from that 50 minutes. Not the greatest uh, no. PPM, but had some nice runs early on. Um, made 19 tackles. The problem was he had six missed tackles. So if you can get that out of his game, um, he'll obviously get more points. Um, yeah. If he can get that starting 13 come round one, uh, it could be a good option. Depends, though, if you want to stick with him for that first round with their buy in round two, or if you just want to look at picking him up, maybe round three. Yeah, what about uh, Ethan Bullimore, Nick? Yeah, no. Yeah, no? <laughs> what are you thinking? Definitely not. I started with him last year. I don't know if anyone else did here. He's absolutely terrible. The the difference from last year, though, and this year is, as reports, it's him or Kepi going to be starting lock, and Bullimore probably, who knows, might get the start in front of him. But Bullimore played on the edge last year, not the middle, so he scores better in the middle. That's Well, that is true. Um, Josh Aloye didn't play on the weekend, though, didn't he? So you've no. got... You've got um, Jake Trebojevic as well and Josh and Josh Aloyer there. I just don't see I I can't see it. I, I can't see a world where you'd have Bullymore. Maybe I'd recommend watch the first round. Mm-hmm. If he starts a lock and he and he actually plays there, he'll get the mid and edge. And then they have the buy, and then you can get him in round three for a maybe a cash cow that's underperformed a bit or something's happened. All right. If you want to, I, I I just don't think it's going to happen though. But you'll see. Cow cooler, forty five points, not bad. Yeah, um, look really good in attack. Um, some line breaks, uh, line break assists. Um, but yeah, look look nice. Um, scored a try as well. To be honest, I think if Manly are firing and doing well and if all their stars play fit, I think Cooler might be someone by the end of the season who you could potentially put into that frame as a keeper centre mm. going off his performance on the weekend. Um, right. I, I think he'll be in the top five centres by the end of the season, but yeah. Wouldn't start with him. Does anyone know? Uh, he's. I think he's high 400s or he's something. 479, so he's... Yeah. He's 19k cheap, and then Joseph Suali. Hmm. Does he have the jewel still yeah. or not? Yeah, he has oh, the jewel. Interesting. So I think he's someone you can definitely look at. Yeah. Uh, maybe from that round three, though. Yeah, maybe maybe looking to pick him up early after their buy. Maybe round three, four, five. 
somewhere around there, depending on their draw, like who they're playing. Because by that time, they should have Tommy Turbo firing up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Joshy Schuster, <laughs> who we're talking about mm. next. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about him? Nick? Um, dud. Dud. Absolute dud. No. Well, he's he's out injured. He, he's he's turning into a bit of a TPJ, Joshy Schuster. They might be related, actually. They, you know, um, yeah, a bit a bit of ice on the calf. So he's out for round one, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, Weeks could play in half to Cooper Johns. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're probably not options if he's only going to be out for a run one game. Um, yeah, so that puts Joshy Schuster out of contention for your team, I think, for sure. Done deal. Dragons v Rabbitohs now. Callum Tyrell Sloan, 20 points. Uh, yeah, look, he's a bit rusty. Um, I thought leading into this game that he would be a decent option to have. Um, but given his performance, they might not even select him. I think they will come round two because um, they have the buy round one. But I personally won't be going near him now. I just think there's other options who we know will be starting that are yep. similar priced and just might have some more upside um, on Sloan. But look, he had some nice plays um, and some attacking moments in that game. But yeah, just a little bit rusty and shaky and just struggled a little bit in my opinion. So I'd put him, just leave him out at the moment. You're leaving him out, Callum. Yeah. That's interesting. I've, I've still got him, Tyrell. And if you listen to the podcast last week, Harrison Wilton also said Tyrell Sloan is a must-have, Riley. If you... I can also tell him he does. I can say he doesn't have him now. Oh, so he comes on here, start, you know, starts crying. Well, la- last week I said the cats. mate. Last week I said the same, but you go off that performance on the weekend. He just did not look good. He was he was emotional after the game as well. I'll tell the listeners right now. Let's keep the faith in Tyrell. Okay, keep the faith. Stick with me, not with the Wiltons. We stuck. Do we stick with Nick's uh, expertise before the season actually starts? Because that didn't do too well last year, did it, Nick? No, it didn't. But this year, I've been a bit more selective. Okay. My choices. We give him another chance. All right. Well, let's talk about Ben Murdoch, uh, Masilla. Forty-five points, Cal. Yeah. Um, look, decent. Some good offloads. Um, strong in defence. Played seventy minutes for that game. But he's another one you just don't know if he's going to get that edge spot uh, come round two because after their loss, the team looked rubbish pretty much. Um, I don't know what Hook's going to do. So I would be leaving him out. I do see the appeal for him, but I'd probably maybe look to get him round two or three if other cash cows um, go to shit pretty much. Nick, were you surprised by Latrell Mitchell's low score of 37 on the weekend? Not really. That's just a typical Latrell score, I think. When when he doesn't need to try, he won't, if that makes sense. It's a trial game, so he would just, you know, he did his stuff. He scored a try, and, you know, they were ahead in the game, so he probably just didn't want to risk getting injured, and that's probably expected, and he still scored 37 points. So, But he is someone I think you should still stay away from. Okay. Um, even though they don't have a buy until, like, round 16 or something. He's typically a bit volatile and they do have a tough draw early on. So he might he might lose cash before he makes some, if that makes sense. I, I think it's more likely that he'll drop in price 
yeah, okay. before he goes back up. So maybe you want to wait until he drops down. Get uh, him. And then yeah. you might have some cash then to get him. Yeah. Smart. Smart move, Nick. Smart move. Okay, let's talk about Isaac Thompson. Uh he could have had a bigger score, but he only got six on the weekend. Yeah. Um he's been in my team or remain in my team. Um looked good. Uh the only problem is that most of the attack came through the middle in that game because yep. the dragons were crap, as I said. Um so he didn't really have a lot of opportunity, but he looks solid and based on his previous scores of how he's done, I'd still be suggesting to have him in your team. Sweet. Uh Cameron Murray. He looked great again, Nick. Yes. Um Cameron Murray. Good captaincy option for round one. Quite expensive, though, up in those 900s. I have managed to put him into my team at the moment. But, um, yeah, so obviously no buy, as we were talking about, with South until late after Origin. So, you know, he's going to be playing all those games for you. He's going to be getting you pretty much 60 points every week. Yeah, it's just I think it's a no-brain option, really. If you can fit Cameron Murray in, I think you should try um yeah. two if, if possible um yeah the only concern is his head head injuries um but i mean at that price you can probably pivot to a lot of other people if that does happen early on mm. let's finish off this game with uh talking about davy jones cow davy jones davy jones mawali <laughs> um scored 40 points but look, that was influenced by a try. Um, that in, that try there in particular would have been roughly about 17 points just from his 40. So okay. he played close to 40 minutes. He will not get that come round one. He Are won't be sure? playing that Stay many minutes. David I reckon he'll probably only get that 25 to 30, probably more 30. So right. he's still a decent cheap option in the mid if you want mid cover. Um, but I need to see what their bench looks like as well because there's some other forwards that they didn't name as they ran Blake Taff and Mamazula, so I'm pretty sure, in that trial game. So just keep an eye on him. Look at, look at the uh, team list next week. Let's move on to Panthers versus St. Helens. Now, Nathan Cleary, doing Nathan Cleary stuff, Cal? Yeah, mate, 83 minutes from him as the game went into extra time. Um, you just It's pretty much what you expect from him now. Uh, had good run meters, tackle breaks, and he had a whopping 584 kick meters. So if we had the 2021 scoring system, that probably would have been 70-odd. Um, but yeah, look, looks the good. 62 points for his first game of the year. There's no need to be worried about that. I still think he's probably the captaincy option to have leading into the season if you don't go Nico Hines. No. Uh, Nick, Mitch Kenny, 65 minutes. How'd he go? He went better than uh, expected, I think. Yeah, well, I was interested in Mitch Kenny for a little bit of a period of time there a few weeks ago, but then we were hearing that Sonny Luke was going to play a little bit more and Mitch Kenny was probably not going to play as much. Um, but if he's playing 60 minutes or over, he, he's got he's got value to make. But Sonny Luke wasn't there. Um in the in the team, so it is hard to judge 
you'll have to wait and see for the team list, which will be next week's podcast yeah. on our final decision on Mitch Kenny. I, I feel like it's probably a pass on him. Um, they do have a, a buy in round three as well. So you can always just lay off and, you know, if he starts to do well, if Sonny Luke isn't playing that much, then you can might, might be able to pick him up. Because as a hooker, he's got really good base stats there, 50 tackles in that game. So, you know, 50 points right there. Someone I've got in my interchange at the moment is Luke Gardner. 21 points over the weekend, Cal. Should I be a bit worried? Should I be looking for a replacement? Um, I would be. Um, yeah. He <laughs> played... I think he might have filled into a couple other positions when Taylor May went off because he was on that edge. I don't know if he filled in at centre at one point. I think he might have. Um, but, yeah, nothing flash in attack or defence. 21 points, like you said. Like, that's worrying. Um, and him and Hosking, who we're going to be discussing next, he they're battling it out at the moment for that edge spot. And they both could be there round one because we're not sure if Liam Martin will be fit. But... They're battling it out, and at the moment, if I was the coach looking at the weekend's game, not just as a fantasy perspective, I don't have my fantasy hat on here, um, mm. but Hosking looked better than Gardner overall. So he um, ended up getting 55, point, Nick, uh, 55 points, Nick. So what did he do that Gardner didn't? Uh, Zach Hosking played more of the game, and he didn't change his position. He just stayed at edge, whereas Gardner did move around a little bit. Yep. Um. But, like, defense, was he looking a bit better as well? Yeah, I think Garner's just not a very good player. <laughs> like, well, if you think about it, I, I've been listening to other, you know, podcasts and news oh. and stuff, as we all do here. As we all do, of course. Yeah, and, um, like, Garner, he couldn't even hardly get an edge spot at the West Tigers, and they were trash. So that just goes to show, like, what the West Tigers thought of Garner. And then I was thinking about, I'm like, yeah, maybe that's probably, I should take that in, into consideration. Yeah. Luke Garner's coming over from the West Tigers where he, he wasn't a regular starter and he's trying to fit into a new team, like who are who are a good team. Um, I just don't know if he's if he's up to the their standards yet. Um, obviously, it was his first, first game with, you know, the starters, so he might improve. I have got Garner out of my team, but, you know, I don't mind if you still have him. Mm. But I think there are a few better options. Um, the only other thing I would say is this Garner-Hosking thing is really, like, um, the the battle for the position mm. is putting me off getting either of them. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So Hosking or Garner, whoever starts, I, I don't know if I'll go with them anyway, just because the other person could take their spot, could take their minutes away, whatever. Over the weekend, it was also Nick versus Callum. Bronx versus Cowboys. Uh, I missed that game. Who won? Who do you think, Riles? Who do you think, mate? <laughs> the, shitter, the, the shitter team, if that makes sense, Riley. Oh, Broncos won. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, let's kick off with you then, Nick Payne. Ask how did he do for you? Very, very nice from Payne. <laughs> Payne, he was looking like he was going to get a sixty or a seventy, but then obviously didn't play anything in the second half. I don't think. Well, he might have played. Did he play a little bit in the second half? No, I don't think so. Stayed off. Yeah, stayed off. Yeah, um, just solid, solid as normal. 
for pain, um, I think he's a decent option. I really yeah. do. I think I was thinking about changing from Cam Murray down to Payne Haas to free up 100K to spend somewhere else, which I might still do, but then I'll have two Broncos players, which I mean, it's not a bad thing because I, you know, go for the Broncos. Yeah, we know. As we know. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think about Payne Haas, Callum? You going to get him? Uh, contemplating having him. Um, obviously, like you said, frees up that extra little bit of money. So I wouldn't tell you not to get him. He will definitely be in the top three amidst by the end of the season. Uh, the only concern is Pat Carrigan, who scored 72 points over the weekend. I want one of them, and I don't want both. Why not both? If I, if I can avoid it, because A I'm just... I, yeah, I know. You could, <laughs> you could, you could be on that ad. <laughs> um, but look, I just... I'm worried about the minutes that they're going to split between the forwards. Um, I'd rather just have one. And if I'm going to go one, probably the cheaper bloke in case minutes are taken from either one of them, because look, Pat Carrigan and Payne House, if they go off how they did on the weekend, they'll, if they both play the same minutes, they'll score similar points. So mm. I'd rather go the one who's got a, who's cheaper, lower break, even that way you won't lose money on Payne House, but they'll both be guns. Um, but it just depends what avenue you want to take. I'm not going to tell you not to take both because yep. I still think they're both good options. Um, and I might do it for one of my teams because I have multiple operating this year. Um, yes, we'll discuss that next week. Um, but yeah, they're both going to be good buys. Simple as that. Valentine Holmes, Nick, 31 points. How do you go? I mean, probably, uh, Probably a little bit quiet. I mean, did score a try around Stags. So, you know, I, I see Calum hasn't even included Stags here, which I, I do probably agree with. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why well, people are thinking about him. <laughs> mate, your mate's thinking about him. Everyone's mate, you know, one of the most popular yeah. podcasts going around. He's on. He's in his team. You see yeah, that? I know. I'll say TK does have him, but I don't like it. TK has him. So. I, I I understand his I understand his thinking and behind it, but I just I can't afford him. I can't afford anyone that's high in my centres because I'm doing something completely different. Watch out! I I don't like how I don't have any expensive ish wing fullbacks or centres in my team. However, Valentine Holmes is probably the best option, and he only scored thirty one points with a try. That was also against a tougher team compared to what their draw will be for the first like eight rounds or whatever it is. So that is true. That is true. You do have to take that in consideration. Um, Val That's worrying. Still, he's probably still the best option, but I don't know if he's worth six hundred and twenty k at the start of the year. I don't really know if that's viable. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to suggest you don't pick up Valentine. I'd probably suggest don't pick up any. High price centers, probably. Yeah. Uh, Cal, someone who had a better second half than first half, Reese Robson. Uh, were you a bit disappointed with his performance over the weekend? Oh, I could have cried for at least three hours watching his performance. Seriously. Yeah. It okay. ruined my team. In saying that, though, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the faith, Cal. Keep it. Keep the faith. Look. 20 points. Um, he was on negatives for like the first 20 minutes. So it's just great. Why was he on um, negatives? Errors, missed tackles, wasn't doing anything. 
just look rubbish. Um, and just like Granville. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Granville in the last fifteen minutes. I think he came on and played a little bit for Reese Robson. Um, so that's slightly worrying, but I don't know. I you, you haven't seen Reese Robson play a worse game than that in fantasy. Like in in the actual NRL, I know it was a like a uh, trial game, but I haven't seen him play that bad in real life or score that poorly in fantasy ever. So you got to keep. I don't it. think. Yeah, I, I think he'll still be one of those top three hookers. Yeah. Um, with their soft draw, he can do well with attacking stats. Uh, the only other option I see for your hookers this year, you could go up to Damian Cook, who's very expensive. Or you have to go Harry Grant, Reese Robson, or pretty much start with Brandon Smith there. So, Ruben Cotter, Nick. Yeah, I was surprised. 17 run meters. So, I don't know really what's going on there. Um, he still scored 40 points in around 50 minutes. So, that's not too bad. I'm expecting him to get probably 60 to 65 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, if he did get that, he'd probably get, you know, just over the 50 points, which is fine. Um, I currently don't have him because I, I swapped him for Pat Carrigan. I don't, I'm not in love with that move because <laughs> I, I do think Cotter's probably a more consistent player. But yeah, I think, yeah, one of those two, you're probably going to have to decide between. And I know a lot of people are going to go Carrigan over Cotter now. I think it was the other way around, but um Personally, I'll probably go Carrigan just because he's slightly cheaper and he goes for the Bronco, uh, plays for the Broncos, and I go for them. So you know, fantasy is all about you know a bit of fun, a bit you know, especially at the start of the season. Yeah, that cow, bit of fun. <laughs> you know, fun. what a joker. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next game: Warriors v Storm. Ladies and gentlemen, hold your hats. This one's going to be a wild ride with my pronunciations. All right, here we go. Kicking it off with. Shanzi Nicole Klockstad. <laughs> Chanzi. Love it at Chanzi. That's not it, is it? <laughs> no, it's pretty close. That's good. What what is it, Cal? What is it? Come on. Chance. Just Chanzi. I don't know. Chanzi's a little bit better. I, I like Chanzi. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Love his nickname, to be honest. It will be now. It's CNK. Just say CNK. CNK yeah. cow. What's what's going yeah. on? Yes. Fifteen points. <laughs> oh, good, bruh. <laughs> um, look, he was good in terms of NRL, like how he played. He looked good as a player. That doesn't always produce fantasy points, though. So stay away. <laughs> stay yeah. away. They yeah, won't versus they. They won't versus a team up to, like to the Storm standards every week. Um, Stormer, a, a top side. So if, once he versus one of the bottom teams, he might score better. But I just don't think you can choose him. Don't pick Shanzi. All right. Nick Jackson Ford, 40 points. Pretty impressive. Yes, he's got a duel as well, middle and edge. Um, and, and he's only 340K. So he's got money to make. Um, we'll just have to be aware, uh, as Callum brought up to me, if uh, Sirenin is on the bench or something, could steal minutes away from Jackson Ford. 
Um, Joshy Curran is playing. Is he playing in the middle? Calm, I didn't see this game. So Niakore started on the edge. Niakore moved into the middle, and Curran played on that edge for a bit. I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah. 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 I think I think Jackson Ford's probably going to be a buy. Um, just we'll just have to wait and see for the final team makeup. Yeah. Can confirm he is in my emergencies, but who the fuck wants to look at my team? Uh Cal <laughs> Will Warbrick. This bloke he should be in everyone's team. <laughs> Simple as that. Stop it. Um, backed up from last week's performance. Was one of the better players on the field, in my opinion. Comes from the rugby sevens background for New Zealand. And we know what rugby seven players like to do. They like to run. This is what he did. 205 run meters. Um, what position is he? He's winger fullback. Nice try. Seven tackle breaks. By the end of the game, he had a few during that try. Um, two line breaks as well. So I know I said last year, Xavier Coates was in a similar uh, position at the Storm. New to the club as a winger with a vacant wing spot. Um, but... He was slightly more expensive, and I think Will Warbrick's got a better game than Xavier Coates for fantasy. So I think he's a safe option. And to be honest, I'll probably have him in my 17. Wait. At this point. Adam Can we put a disclaimer? Callum will probably be off and buy next week. Yes. <laughs> next week, George Jennings will be there, and I will not select him. <laughs> George Jennings will make a miraculous return from his injury, and Will Warbrick will not be in my team. All right, touche. Fair enough. Hey, Nick, big Nelson getting big points, mate. I've never looked at Nelson. I should have probably been prepared to talk about Nelson, shouldn't I have been? Um, what position did he play middle? Because he's not playing that edge crap like he was last year. So Katoa went off. So he started in the middle, had big minutes. Katoa went off on that edge, and he played on that edge, I'm pretty sure, towards the end of the game. 612K. Mm. Mm. You're gonna. Ha- it's a risky move. Like, to be honest, I'd I'd go him over Adam Elliott, but I mean, I don't know why people have Adam Elliott in their team still. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't. Five offloads. Five offloads. Oh, yeah, still going with him. Sorry. Yep. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm just rambling on here. Um, a try, five offloads. That's not going to happen very often. Yeah. I don't think for Big Nelson. And only 12 tackles. Yeah, base. Base wasn't really there. Yeah, probably probably not. But, I mean, you know, not sure. I'll have, to, I'll have to give you a final verdict on that next week to see. But, yeah. The anticipation is unbelievable. Cal, Harry Grant, how do you go? Harry, Harry Houdini. We'd love to see him out there carving up. Started slow, um, but as soon as second half started... Uh, the Stormer on the attack had a nice run from Hooker and that led to their first try being scored with Eli Katoa. Um, so, yeah, Harry Grant looks to be one of the best hookers that you can have in your team. Solid in defence as well. Uh, applied pressure with his attack. Um, 91 kick metres as well. So he does offer uh, some kick metres unlike some other hookers around that price. So, Harry Grant, you can't do wrong with him, I don't think. He'll be someone that you'll want to own at some point of the season if you don't start with him. All right, boys, I'm on howtopronounce.com for our next one. We've got Trent here. 
And uh, this is how you say his last name, apparently. Lorio. How's that? Oreos. <laughs> no, Oreo. Okay. Is that even right? Do I even... Because, you know, I do a radio show. How to pronounce... Should I trust that cow? Did it get it right? Trent Liero. Liero. No, I'm never using that website again. That messed me up. Liero. Yeah. Lorio. 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 Trent. Lorio go? Who do you want to talk about? Uh, who do you want to do? You want me? I'll just go. Um, go. <laughs> so he's cheaper than our next guy, Ali Qatar, but looks like both these guys are going to start on opposite edges. Um, so Trent Liero is a little bit cheaper. He only played, I think, yeah, it was about 45 minutes, I think, or something like that. Maybe a little bit closer to 50 yep. for 24 points. I mean, that's not great, but it's not bad either. Um, I just think, yeah, I just, I just, I, I haven't got him in my team just because I have a lot of edges and I need to probably just decide which ones are the better options. And I think Eli Katoa, who's next, looks slightly better. And that might just, um, that made me pick Eli Katoa over Trent Liero. Cal, do you agree that Eli is above Trent? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bit more. Uh, NRL experience probably has a bit more pedigree with fantasy. Mm. Um, scored a try cutting through the line um, with Munster running across the field. So um, decent in defense as well. Missed one tackled, made 21. Uh, looks like he's got a nice combination building with Jerome Hughes as well on that right edge. So I think he will be probably better than Liero, but I still think think that if you're wanting to have both you could yeah it's probably fair all right let's move on tigers v raiders i want to start with adam dewey boys cow uh 50 points is it looking to be dewey's season yeah um played 60 minutes for that 50 points was a dominant half that was a team though without brooks in it so you just have to keep that in mind um, I think he was a little bit slow to start off with from memory, but had two try assists come the end of his time on the field, two tackle breaks, 125 run meters, 326 kick meters. So his kick meters won't be that high every week, but he looked dangerous when he had ball when he had the ball in his hands um, and provided some uh, good cutout balls and whatnot to his outside backs. So if the Tigers are firing, doing well, you would assume Adam Dewey would benefit from that and score well. So I don't mind if you want to partner him with one of the guns in Cleary or Hines, but just keep that. Be um, wary. Be yeah, wary. just be wary because Luke Brooks wasn't there. Okay. Nick, Tommy T. Tommy T, 24 points. Played right center. What's going on here? Well, he's back in my team now because Harley Smith Shields is playing center instead of wing, as we'll talk about in a second. Um, he's basically just going to be on my emergencies as cover. Okay. Um, yeah, twenty-four points. That's that's pretty good. Um, that will in, that will see him actually get some price rises. And as Callum did say, he he seems to like try and hit people, and he just bounces off them. But that's probably he's probably been told to do that. He, he did it multiple times. I actually watched this for a bit in the first half. It's like come up and try and tackle someone, like a bit of pressure on, and he'd just like hit him and fall off the tackle. But he would stop them, 
but in fantasy, that's not good because that's a missed tackle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's he's back in my team. I don't have a lot of faith in him that he's going to score many points. Um, but, yeah, I think he's just a placeholder in emergencies. Probably have to have him. Cal Stefano. Yeah, only made 25 points, uh, quieter than last week with some stronger forwards around him in his team and also coming up against some stronger ones for the Raiders. Um, mm. I just don't know if that PPM will be there that he had the week before uh, for round one. So I don't assume that he would play probably around 35 minutes. Uh, you've got to keep in mind that Joe O is probably going to be there for round one and Bateman. I believe he's coming to the country this week, but reports he won't be playing until round four or five. But I still, I still don't think Stefano at his price would be worth having straight up. Okay, uh, Nick Harley Smith Shields. Um, was it a wrong placement on the field for him on the weekend? For fantasy, yes. And Ricky Stewart loves doing this. Doesn't he ever? Oh, uh, he loves moving people around. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, Harley Smith Shields can't be in your team. I'm sorry. <laughs> need to get him out I would think about having him if he's named on the wing but you yeah I'm still not doing be, that because he'll probably move to centre that's the thing you got to be wary that he'll probably at some point be shifted to centre most likely an hour before the game starts when your team's locked out and you can't trade him or swap with whoever you you know had him in for mm. so uh, okay Joseph uh, Tarpany mate 21 points what what happened to him um, he only played 25 minutes. I think just Ricky was giving him a little bit of a rest from his big game that he had in the All-Stars um, the week before because he played roughly 60 minutes, I think, in that one. So, But, look, he backed up for that little bit of period that we saw him, that small uh, sample size that we got. He backed up what he did in the All-Star game, um, scored 21 points in that 25 minutes, 11 tackles, no miss, two offloads, 67 run meters. Looks the goods. If you want to go with Joe Tarpney. Sorry, how much is he? 790. Do you reckon he's he's worth having in there at that high price? Um yeah, I think this year you could potentially run with two uh, strong forwards and then have one mid-ranger or just go for three strong straight up. And Tarpney, in my opinion, would be one to have. Um, you could go maybe slightly more expensive in Payne Haas and then maybe look at getting Tarpney in after their buy as a potential strategy if yeah. you don't want to start with him. But either way, at some point, you probably want him and probably over that origin period as he plays for New Zealand and won't Speak be selected. With the so. uh, last player from this game, Gula, Nick. Yeah, well, Callum's a bit more interested in Gula than me, but... Um... Do you know how many minutes he played, Callum, there? 30 points or not really? No, I lost track of him, unfortunately. It, it looked like he played well, though. Yeah, well, it, it looked like he was going all right. He was starting front row um, and tapping at lock. If he is starting front row, I would consider it. Um, it's just a Ricky Stewart factor. You never know how many minutes he's going to play. So I, I'd try and avoid Raiders players if possible. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to pass on him. Should we move on to the next game, lads? Let's do Bulldogs v Sharks. Mm. A's Perham, Callum. 
Nine points. <laughs> Nine points. You flop. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Ridiculous. Mate, he had a few errors in his game. Um, not what we wanted to see from a fantasy um, perspective. Played 65 minutes, I think. 77 run meters, zero tackle breaks, made four tackles. Just didn't really do anything. Um, show that he doesn't have a lot of experience playing fullback in NRL level. Um, so, I don't know. Bulldogs, they have a slightly tougher draw to start off with. If they start losing, they have other options where they could just put someone else in at fullback and Pera might be swapped to another position or out of the team. And for that reason... I probably will not go near him now. I was very high on him before the game mm. at his price tag, but now I I don't think I'm going to do it. Nicholas, Paul, Alamotti, what's going on? 25 points, good or bad? Yeah, it's good um, for a rookie. He hasn't played an NRL game before. He hasn't played an NRL game before. Is that correct, Kel? Yeah, yeah I don't think he has. So... Yeah, I've got him. I've got him in my starting thirteen now, which is not Ooh. ideal. Oh. I think. Well, I mean, it's probably fine. Though. I think a lot of people are going to do that now because I did have um, Hamiso and Isaac Thompson. Hamiso but... soup. <laughs> Hamiso soup. Who are we talking about next game? Now, last uh, last wrap up game for the mm. Dolphins next. But yeah, so Alamotti Ooh. looks like an attacking machine. So you know. And he seems to, Bulldogs like to go down that side, I think, a little bit. So, yeah, I think, you know, just stick him in your 13. Um, unless, you're, unless you're picking up a gun centre. Um, yeah, I think most people will have him. That's fine. All right, Cal, Matt Burton. He played 60 minutes, but he didn't score well. No, um, he was another bloke that was quiet on over the weekend. Um, shared the kick meters with Flanagan, which was alarming. Had the goal kicking. But the Bulldogs just, they didn't look set in their attack in a couple of uh, plays and they just looked a little bit sloppy. And Matt Burton only scored 15. So I don't know. I wanted him potentially alongside Cleary or Hines, probably Cleary. But now I don't think you can go him. You may as well just wait. He might drop a little bit and then at some point start scoring well once the Bulldogs find their form and. When that happens, he'll probably be a pickup, but I'd probably put him as an avoid for round one now. No, fair enough. Uh, Nick Ridmani. Oh, my boy from last year, Reed. Yeah. Only one missed tackle, which is quite surprising because last year he used to miss about six or seven when I had him at the start of the season. Um, I still don't think he's a good option. I know a lot of people are thinking about him, especially after Reese Robson's below par performance. Mm. People might be thinking, well, just go down to Reed Marnie and save the cash. But I would highly uh, just, I wouldn't, sorry. I just absolutely stuffed that up there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get him. <laughs> I wouldn't get him. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about TPJ. Now, look, he didn't play, Due to a calf issue, he'll miss the start of the season. At this stage, he looks uh, set to miss the first three rounds, expected to return for round four. Cal, do we keep an eye on him for round four? Yeah, yeah, just keep an eye on him. Um, we said last week that we were 
keen to see how he was going to go on the trials, but it was a, a late withdrawal before that game. Um, just keep an eye on him. We can't really go him now because we wanted to see if he played 50 minutes in the middle. Yeah. Because when he does that, he has a great PPM and a good average. Yep. But unfortunately, we're going to have to just let him go through to the keeper and hopefully he'll do all right. And then at that point, some other people that we have that are mid-rangers, edges or middles might be peaked with their price and TPJ might be able to come in. All right, let's talk about the king of fantasy. No, I'm not talking about uh, Tanner Boyd. I'm talking about Nico Hines. Now, uh, another great performance following his uh, man of the match performance at the All-Stars game, Nick. Yeah, I really like Nico Hines. Um, I really want him in my team, and I have put him in my team now, and I want to keep him in there. So, so you've gone him over Cleary, is that right? No, I've got both, and I've also got Cameron Murray. <laughs> Just give me the top three. Just give, the money. Just give them all to me. I want them all. We know who's coming last this season. Nico Hines, like I reckon, I get. I reckon he's going to be the top scorer this year. I really, yeah. feel it. I really feel it. I think he's got Nathan Cleary beat. So I'm going to stick the C on him first round. C's on him. Nick, let's stick with you. Last player from this uh, game, mate, Teague Wilton. He played around 60 minutes. He actually scored all right. Yeah, he's in my team as well. Get him in. Teague get Wilson. In. Yeah, get, get him in, I reckon. Um, he's a really good young player. Um Wade Graham's on the bench, and so that means Wilton's going to get probably, yeah, 60 minutes as he played in the weekend. Um, I just think he's a gun, so um, I, I like him. But how did, how did he, someone, what did he do well on the weekend then? He just runs good lines. Um, yeah, he scored two tries there, so he's just um, in a Sharks team are looking really settled at the moment in their attack. I think he's a good option to crash over for a try, you know, quite often. Yep. So that's the reasoning why I, I have him. It's not, I don't think he's not locked into my team though. If other options present themselves, he, he can make way, I think, but I do want him in my team. Do you think he's highly or good price at five, three, six? Oh, he, he's a bit of an awkwardish price. Yeah. Um, I think I can see him making it, you know, 100K quite easily. Yep. If things go his way, 100, 150K. But if he does have a poor round, that's what's going to hurt me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But Callum, do you have him? Probably um, not. Yes. You do have him? Correct. Okay, yeah. Well, if Cal's got him. Well, if Cal's got him. <laughs> Let's talk about the Dolphins and Titans. Oh, got up. It's our year. I said it last year. It didn't come true. Ah! But I'm claiming it. Our year. After that performance against the Dolphins. Loving it. Cal. Uh, HTF. Weren't the Dolphins bad? Um... Oh, come on. Titans just... <laughs> Bro. Oh, yeah. Episode um, WI for though. 19 points. I'd never want him in my team and never will have him in my team. Didn't really get involved too much in attack, struggled. If the team struggles, he'll struggle, and the team probably will struggle. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Nick, Tommy Gilbert, 25 points. Pretty good in defense, eh? Hey? Yeah, but I don't think he did enough to 
to make me select him, I guess, for fantasy. Um, he's middle and edge at 567K, I think it is. Yeah, good in defense. Attack, I mean, yeah, that's where the Dolphins are going to lack. And I think you want players in your team in fantasy that have some attacking upside there. And I just don't see any of the Dolphins players really having any upside in attack. So I think it's an avoid for all Dolphins, to be honest. Callum, Mark Nichols. This is the only Dolphin I would consider, okay. um, unless Katoa gets to go in the halves. Uh, looks like he might be the main forward there now. Um, he's only priced the mid 400s or low 400s. Managed to get 44 points. Um, just He's just going to be a solid player. Like He got 33 tackles, one miss, 70 run meters. I've looked at him. I probably won't go him. I'm just going to go other options who I think are going to be safer. Yep. Um, Nichols has been injury prone a little bit over the past. And he's a little bit older, but he is younger than some of the other forwards there. That's why I think he might get more minutes and more of a go. But I see appeal. There's some value, but I just I'm going to go elsewhere. Okay. Uh, Can Pereira. We'll just say that. <laughs> Let's do it. Sixty-five points, Nick. Was he the best on the field? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Sixty-five points. He's in my. He's in my. Uh, he's in my emergency slash interchange now. Get him in. What's he worth? Two thirty k, mate. Gold Coast teams. Oh, I love the tins. <laughs> on the wing, mate. On the sting. He actually looks all right. Like he, he does look to get involved and run quite a bit. So, which is a good sign. Um, he is in my team. Lock him in, baby. Of course he is. Two thirty k Titans. It's a win-win. Yeah, I just. So, I've, got him, I've got him and Sloan at the moment, which I don't love. I'd, rather, Sloan, just, I'd rather just one. Yeah, yeah like yeah. ever to Sloan. Sloan's a good loop option, though, round one. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Cal? You're going to get Khan Pereira? Currently having, but there was, there is risk involved. Um, oh, Brian good. Kelly's not in that team, so you don't know what's going to happen yeah. if he's going to come back to. He's not even a cash cow. He's a keeper. Jeez. Um, <laughs> imagine if that happens. Wow. Um, I made the call last year with our next bloke, but um, yeah. That's true. Wow. Um, he's going to have to score a lot of tries for that tight same. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Uh, but look, I, I've got him, like I said, but there's risk. Kelly could come back in the centre. Sami could move back to the wing then. Uh, so it's risky, but 230K, why not? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, cool. Tanner Boyd, king of fantasy, 35 points. Nick, what's going on? Oh, a bit of a quiet game from Tanner. A bit of a quiet one. 35 points only. I don't think he played. Did he? Play, he didn't play the whole game, did he? No, I, th- I think he only played roughly. I don't know if it was like fifty minutes. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, but he should be. He should be in everyone's team as well. Yeah. So don't know why he's not yet, but he will be hopefully. With that dual position as well, that's just juicy stuff. Especially hooker and half. They're the mm. two diff- most difficult spots. Well, at least half is, in my opinion, for any value. Hooker as well, there's not a lot of value there either. So he's the perfect player. 
I've got all the stats on Tanner Boyd, and he's only owned by 18% of coaches. Mm. Should we'll be should change be. after people listen to the potty, though. He should be he should be up to 50. Like he well, he sh- it's never gonna be a hundred because there's some ghost teams going around. Yeah. But he should be over looks. 50. <laughs> he should be over 50. Literally. Yeah. Sam, Cal. Let's talk about Sam. How did he go on the weekend? Yes, Samuel Verrills, your new hooker. Um, I do like that move from the Titans getting him in. Yeah, it looks solid. Uh, 48 points. Uh, good service from dummy half. Did everything that you want from dummy half, pretty much. Some good runs, three tackle breaks with that. 32 tackles, one miss, so solid in defense. Uh, I wouldn't go him straight away. It looked like Aaron Clark would discuss later, play a little bit um, at hooker. Uh, so that's going to take minutes away from him, but I can see Verrills maybe scoring in the 40s. He might have a few games where he plays more minutes and scores better. If he does, then he could be one to consider, but not straight away. So just wait and see how he goes probably for the, I don't know, until their first buy. Tino Fasumala-Awi had another big game, Nick. Yes, um, he's a solid option. And I know a lot of people have talked about him potentially for a mid-spot in their team. I would just think about some of the value in other players in the middle position. I think I think Ruben Cotter and, and Carrigan probably present a little bit more value. I think Payne Haas is more consistent. Mm. Um so that's three guys right there that I probably consider. And Joe Tarpany, Seminani, I think, has a little bit more upside and attack as well. Even though I, I think the Titans are a little bit better this year and, you know, they do have some attacking upside. I think those other players might be a little bit better. And also he plays Origin. I know I feel those other guys do play Origin, but um, he, he will be away for that. Um, you might want to consider that. They have a buy in rounds... Six, is it? I'm not sure. It's the top of my head. It might be even earlier. No, I think it's round six. Maybe give... Oh, uh, sorry, it might uh, be round five. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards the miss here. Okay. But I know, Callum, was it you that brought up Tino in a preseason podcast a bit earlier about considering him? Probably. But I probably did. Um, <laughs> probably, I just, you know. Yeah, good. I, Yeah, I'm not going to go him. I just got burnt a couple of years ago. But I do prefer him when he starts at that prop other than lock because there's less things he has to do. Then all he has to do is just focus on running the ball, tackling. He doesn't have to uh, worry about passing the ball out the back and being that link play option for them. So I do like him at prop. He scores better there. If he gets big minutes, he'll be great. And I think he probably will get big minutes being the captain. So could be a pod option if you don't want to go for um, the likes of Tarpney, Carrigan, Cotter. Pass, Murray. What about uh, Cal, da- Daddy Fafita? Yes, your dad, 54 points. Um, some strong runs. But in saying that, I won't be going him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, I, I can't afford having a gun edge forward. If you're going to go one, though, I think he's the one to, to chuck in your team straight away. Yeah. Um, it's he, just he, a bit unpredictable to have in your teammate because you don't know if he's going to have a big game or if he's just going to just run out in the field and just go through the motions. Yeah, well, the past two trial games, I think he, I think he got like a forty or something 
last week and 54 from this week. It's still good. Um, he made a nice uh, line break where he just picked up the ball from an error that the Dolphins made whilst they were in an attacking set. And he just picked up, ran, I think, for a roughly about 60 metres and then just said, here you go, winger, score a try. Um, and that was that was actually to Jojo Fafita. So he looked good, 176 run metres, two try assists, 22 tackles, two missed, three tackle breaks. Just probably will be the better edge gun to start with other than IPAPs, but I just can't afford him. Can't afford him. All right. Let's finish off the week two trials with Aaron Clark, 40 points, Nick. He started on the bench as well, so that's quite good. Yeah, I'd really rather him be starting at lock. So if he is starting at lock, um, he is someone you can probably put in your team because he will have, well, he does have hooker mid um, coverage. But yeah, 40, 40 points in, you know, 50 minutes or whatever he played is good. I just, he needs probably more than 50 minutes to be relevant in your fantasy team. He probably needs up to, you know, that 60 points to actually uh-huh. make any money. So. Um, he's someone to consider. Just watch, watch for the team list next week. Yep, if and he's on obviously the bench, we'll keep you up to date with the team list next week. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. If he's on yeah. the bench, I think you might want to stay away, though. We are getting closer and closer to the beginning of the season, boys. I know we're we're all really excited to see footy back on our on our screens, but something that we love to do is answer your questions on our social media. So if you're on Facebook, go give us a follow on FB. It is three blokes NRL fantasy podcast. And if you're on the Instagram, it is three blokes NRL fantasy. And we ask you to give us some questions, ask us some questions regarding your team going into the season. And boys, uh, we do have a a few questions to get through. So I reckon we just kick it off. Uh, Who wants to answer this one? Who are your winger fullback buyers? I think we should both answer this, probably. Yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about you and Cal, not me. Fair enough. Oh, you can, you can, if you have your team there as well. <laughs> no, if you, no, have, no, you, you know have your me. team ready to go? No, I don't even have my whole team yet. So. That's what I was say. Mm. <laughs> well, my, my winger fullback buys, I mean, this is a very tough position. So I think Lachlan Miller um, will be my team. I think... Tamari Martin's going to be somewhere in my team just as a safe sort of option. Um, I've also got Warbrick. I think he'll, he should be in, in most people's teams. Um, Khan Pereira, as we just said, um, Sloan maybe, and Hayes Perrams and maybe. I think Sean Russell and Perham, you could swap them. So I think Miller, Martin, Warbrick, Russell, and Khan Pereira are probably the best. But what do you think, Callum? But um, I agree with a few of them with Miller, Warbrick, Martin. Um, I'm going to throw Tommy Talao's name in there as well. Khan Pereira. Um, if Reese Walsh is named, Reese Walsh. And then the top tier, if you're going to go someone that's that high end, it would have to be James Tedesco. Okay. There you go. Hopefully that answers your question. All right, uh, how serious are you taking the buy schedule when selecting your overall teams to start off? Example, starting with Murray as captain over Cleary Hines due to no buys before Origin. I'm not taking it serious at all. I'm going to captain probably um, maybe Khan Pereira round one. 
Um, <laughs> You're absolutely flogged. <laughs> uh, I'm taking it very seriously, as you would expect. <laughs> I'm going... Oh, geez. I'm, I'm going to stick with Cleary. Well, this is overall um, teams, though, I think this question is pointing out, not a head-to-head team. If I'm playing overall, I want Cleary or Hines with Murray. That's the best option. And Captain Cleary or Hines, and then the week that they don't play, uh, stick it on Murray. Yeah. Nick, do you agree? Yeah, I think just taking Murray with no Cleary or Hines is ris- very risky. Yeah, I think you're missing out on a lot of points in your halves there, where to me, there aren't a lot of options in the halves. Yeah. So, as we saw, like Hastings, not much there. Um, Burton, I, you know, not really happy with his performance. You know, there's not a lot of other options there um, in the halves. Yeah. A, a few people have been, you know, taking Sam Walker, I've seen today on Fantasy Talk page. I don't like that. If you're taking him and someone else and you're missing out on Cleary and Hines, I think you're behind the eight ball straight away. So I'd go, yeah, Cleary or Hines and Murray as well, obviously. Um, yeah. And then you've got obviously the Broncos players, Carrigan Haas or both of them. Yeah. They don't play. They, I mean, they don't have a buy. So that's why I want them. Um, yeah. Just all, I think the buy schedule, you need to very, you need to look at it and take it into consideration. All right, next question. Do you think Brian To'o could be relevant again this year? Pod option, maybe, Cal? Yeah, I think he actually could be now. He's moving back to the left side from all reports um, after Taylor May's been ruled out with an ACL injury that he picked up in that game for against St. Helens. So if he does go to that left side, they normally like to score points down that side. Um, he scored better there in 2021, obviously, uh, the scoring system was slightly different, but I think Tao will be more relevant than last year if he's on that side. Simple as that, and could be a good pot option. I think he's just a little bit too overpriced, though, and I won't be selecting him for round one. This is a great question. Uh, thank you to whoever asked it because it's probably on a lot of our minds as coaches. How many base price two thirty to two fifty k blokes should we have on our team? Love this is that a great game. question. <laughs> great question. You want to go first, Nick, Gar? You, no, you go first, mate, because I know what your answer is. Well, well, I did. I thought I said a few weeks ago that four or five was probably the maximum number. And as I was talking to Callum about the other day, I think I have seven. <laughs> 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 How was how your salary going, though, with that seven? Did it make it easier to get those bigger players? Well, that's that's why. Well, I've currently got Cleary, Hines, and Murray. Yeah, okay. And then so, the rest I mean, is- yeah. So the, the base price guys I've got are Alamotti, Warbrick, Khan Pereira, Tommy Talao, Sloan. I mean, well, that's only five. And then I've got... Dury. Dury. Oh, sorry, I missed Dury. Yeah, so that's six. So I've only got... I've, Got six, and then I've got um, you know, a few guys around a three hundred like Martin Thompson and Sean Russell there. So that's quite a lot of people that are under three twenty k. So I don't like it. I think I'm probably even going to change that because you can't have that many people probably at that low price unless you're confident that they're all going to make money, which I think most of my guys down there will. But yeah. um, 
I think I'd probably need to take one of those guys out for probably a more, you know, safer option. I think. What do you think, Callum? What do you? How many you got or want? I'm. I think I've only got like five at the moment, but I'd say five or six is the the max you can have. To be honest, if you if you have less than that, you've done great. Um, but with the guns that you want to have, probably five and six, I'm thinking is the sweet spot. But you just need to make sure you select the right ones. Listen to what we've said. If you choose the wrong ones, that'll be your season over. You are not me making money and your team will be pretty much as is, unfortunately. All right. Uh, next question. Thoughts on starting with Milford. Excelled last time he played under Wayne Be- uh, Bennett. So, Nick, let's go with you, mate. What are your thoughts on this question? This is not a great question here. Um so last time he was with Wayne, when would that have been? That would have been quite a while ago. Twenty probably when you made the grand final. No, twenty eighteen it would have been. I think it was twenty eighteen. Was that Wayne's yeah, last probably. year? Probably. Yeah. Go, I'm just going to that season right now, see what his average was. Average of fifty. So <laughs> And I know, Callum, you were interested in Milford. Uh, was that in 2019, maybe? Or was that 2020? Um, I don't know, but I picked him up and he scored pretty well for me. It made me some money one season. I think it might have been 2020. Yeah, it might have been 2020. So let's go to 2022 last year. Only averaged 34, but he was at the Newcastle Knights, who are proper doo-doo, um, with a doo-doo coach. So... Um, so now he's just in a doo-doo team with an all right coach. <laughs> so, if you look at, so if you look at 2021, just the year before, his average was 49.5. So nearly 50 again. Yeah. yeah. Go to 2020. I don't know what happened there. Oh, that was the COVID affected year, wasn't it? With Anthony mm-hmm. when the, the Broncos just went absolutely trash. So average of 32. But see those first two games when Broncos were good there, he was he was 57 and 54 points. I mean, I think you should consider it. Callum, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking? Um, No. No? That's my thinking. I don't think you can go Milford. He's only 485. Is that right? Yeah, he is a little bit He is a little bit cheaper than others, but I just don't know if you can go him. I just, I'd be more inclined just to put Tanner Boyd there. He's probably around a similar price. And rather than have Tanner Boyd on the bench with that cover, just play him in your team instead of Milford. So you don't see Milford making any money, really? He he didn't look good on the weekend. He might make a little bit of money, but didn't really look good. And if they don't perform, O'Sullivan will probably stay and Katoa will be the one that will replace Milford. So. And he's at that awkward price as well. Yeah, I just think it's too risky. Mm. I don't like to take risks this early on in the season. But it's not like he's that old yet, really. Like he's probably, you know, 28 or something like that, 28, 29. Yeah. Like he's not that old. Mm. So should we be keeping an eye on him in the like early rounds? I think we should be. I think we should take it a bit more seriously than maybe what we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially that price, 485. It's quite low. Um, yeah, that's my opinion. But the Dolphins aren't a very good team. And I said, as we said before, the attacking upside mightn't be there. Nick keeping his eyes on it on the MILF. All right. Callum, this actually might be a good question for Nick, but I want to get Cal's opinion. 
Should I start with both Heinz and Cleary in head-to-head? No. Nick, your opinion. <laughs> uh, my opinion was no, but now it's yes. In the last few days, it's been yes. Unbelievable. I want to hear the reason for the no, though. I want to hear the reason. You want to hear the reason, radio? I think for team balance, you should only start with one. There are other halves who are cheaper that will give you some price rises and a little bit more value. Both of these blokes could drop some money. I would assume Hines would probably drop a little bit more than Cleary to begin with, um, just with their draw. Um, but yeah, look, you're going to want both by the end of the season. That's a known fact. Everyone will want to have both of them. You can start with both of them, but I just think it's better for your team to just go with one and have a cheaper bloke next to him or even a someone who's around like the 770, for instance, like a Dewey or if, if you want to go risky with Burton and Hastings, potentially go with one of them. But I see the appeal. It looks great. I've made a team with both of them and I go, wow, I'm set. But I just, I just think you should just go with one. Fair enough. And in your opinion, Cal, who should you go for? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> reckon it's Hines, has, Hines has been scoring better. I like yeah. Hines. Cleary's cheaper. For the balance of my team currently, I'm just going to go Cleary. Cleary. All right. But you can't go wrong with either. No, you can't. It's it's going to be a tricky one. Or you can just do a nick and get a team full of 230s. Just get, just get everyone. Murray, Hines, and Cleary. You're, you're an absolute drongo. All right, last question we got asked was, what centers should I start with? How much money should I spend in the centers to start? Great question. Nick, why don't you answer it? Ah, uh, This is a very difficult question. I'll start with the second part. How much money should I spend in the centers to start? Probably as as least as possible. I agree. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Minimum as possible. So I've currently got Alamotti and Isaac Thompson. Mm-hmm. And the difference here is I know Thompson's a bit risky, but I think both these guys have have their jobs fairly safe. Like it's it's not guaranteed, but it's fairly safe. And my backup is Tommy Talao, which I think his job is fairly safe as well. I've made mistakes in the past of having guys who weren't safe in the, in the center coverage because you only want three centers really. If you well, if unless you got dual positions in your wing fullback, maybe you might be able to have four. I think three is is enough. It's gotten me through every year that I've played. Um, yeah, you just want safe guys. So I think Thompson's fairly safe if he keeps that wing spot. South are a pretty attacking team. Alamotti looks good. I think his position's probably safe with Parham not going so well and, and Tommy Talao. So, yeah, I, I think there are a few other options. I know Hamaso Tabiai Fadav had him in my team pretty much the whole time until now. Um he might be someone else to stick in there. I don't see anyone else you could probably go with, but Callum might. Who do you think? No, I've got the exact same three at the moment, mate. Um, if you're wanting to go top tier, then the likes of Campbell Graham, uh, maybe even Isaiah Tass, uh, Val Holmes, uh, or even Cooler, I'd say they'd be the best. But in terms of the price, oh, and yeah, obviously Joey Manu, but he's overpriced. Uh, I think all these blokes are overpriced because they're centers and they score terribly. 
But with the Cowboys draw, I'd say Val Holmes is probably the best higher end center that you should start with. But I would say, like we said before, spend minimum. I've always done it with centers to begin with. They score terribly. You may as well get blokes who will score the same some weeks as the top blokes. Fantastic. We loved your questions. Keep them coming through. Uh, You're always welcome to ask on our uh, socials. So once again, just look up Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on Facebook and then Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on Insta. No, for Facebook, sorry. It's Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. That's right. Um, We will be looking at team lists next episode. Cal, what else is to come? Or is, is that pretty much what we're looking at? Yeah, pretty much just looking at the main team list, the official round one team list next Tuesday. Um, other than that, though, if, uh, we get some more listeners' uh, questions come in. Or if we have our own questions, we'll be putting them in as well uh, towards the end of that podcast. So that's pretty much it. It comes down to the business end now. It's it's where we start. It's going to be great. Can't Looking wait. forward to NRL proper. Uh, and what we like to do here... Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast is finished off with Nick. Now, this year, you've taken a different approach, mate. It's not just a quote or a bit of motivational speech. It's it's a joke, quite literally. You're um you're finishing off the potty with the jokes. What have you got in store for us today, mate? I've got a joke for you, Riley. Um, of course. <laughs> since you missed last week, mate. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so the seven dwarves, you know, the seven dwarves there, Riley. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) The seven dwarves are down in the mines when there's a cave in snow white runs to the entrance and yells down to them in the distance. A voice shouts out the gold coast Titans are good enough to win the premiership. Snow white says, well, at least dopey's alive. (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>